Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by Floor and Decor. Largest selection of hard surface flooring and lowest prices guaranteed. Let's see. As promised, Richard, how are you today? I'm okay. Thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. Uh, I got a couple of questions about my kitchen sink. I have a double sink and... Uh, when I turn on the uh, garbage disposal, it's on the left side. Uh, water spurts out on the right side when I first turn it on. What causes that? Well, there's a pipe that goes across, uh-huh. and water is backing up that pipe. You know, when your garbage disposal starts spinning and there's stuff in there, it's shooting pressure over into that other side and just spurting it up. It should be just, if it does that, which... It shouldn't do it all the time, but the few times that it does it, it should just hit it once and then be done. Oh, it, it seems like it does it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Then there's there could be that there's something hung up down in there. Okay. That is uh, uh for allowing it to do that. I got. I'll take it off and check it out. The other question, uh, a while back, I didn't handle water pressure in that same sink, uh-huh. sink, and you, you told me it's time to replace the faucet, so I did. It's a uh, two-handle faucet with a sprayer. Yeah. And uh, seems like when I turn on the hot or cold water full blast, there's like a hiccup. You know, it, a, a small vibration. If I, if I turn on the water real slow, I don't get that vibration. It's just when I turn it on, and it, it doesn't do it anymore. Does it do that. it just real quick and stop, or does it yes, stay sir. doing it? Yes. Yeah, it does that. Every okay. time you turn it on, real uh, open the water all the way. It sounds like there possibly could be some air in there. Okay, that, that's what I thought. But what, how do I get the air? I have to disconnect both water lines. No, no, shut uh, shut the water off to the house. The open, house? yeah, to the entire house. Okay. Open all the faucets and let all the water drain out of all the pipes. In, in the whole house. In the whole house. Okay. Then close all the valves again, turn the water back on, and go to the the uh, furthest valve, whether it's a hose bib or, or a faucet, furthest valve away from where the water comes in the house. Turn it on, and what that's going to do is reset all the, the air stops because there's little risers in the house to keep from having a water hammer. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like what you're having is just a, a little bit of pressure that's kind of shooting out of that, and we're just going to reset everything back to zero again. So the so the the, the water's sticking further away from the shutoff valve from the house. Correct. Okay, that one would be um, probably the kitchen sink. Okay, so after you've after you've turned all of you know right. turned everything and sh- shut those back on. I mean, shut those back off. When you turn the water back on, go to that kitchen sink, turn it on, and just let the water flow for a little bit to get as much air out of the pipes as you can. Okay. And then you can go ahead and do the same at all the other faucets as well. Now, when I, when I turn the other faucets on, do I do the same order from the furthest to the closest? No, when, once because all you're doing is taking the air back out of the main line when you turn okay. that furthest one off on, rather. Okay, I'll try that. I appreciate it. You bet. Thanks a lot for your help. Take care, Richard. All right. Jeff, what you got for a question today? I want to find out. I was looking to put um, the spray foam insulation on the uh, in the attic on the underside of the roof decking. 
uh, to uh, keep the attic cooler. Do you recommend that? No. Okay. Why Why do you want to keep the attic cooler? Well, because my my system is up is in the attic, and mm-hmm. it would, uh, I think maybe it would keep, take some of the heat out of it. Maybe it d- just, well. Yeah. Typically, if you're going to put the spray foam attic uh, in the attic that way up on the uh, roof rafters, uh-huh. you're going to remove the insulation off the attic floor. That allows cool air to get up in the attic. So definitely, it would put your air conditioning system in a cooler space. Honestly, the AC system doesn't know if it's in a 85-degree space or 130-degree space. Mm, It can make a little difference on the outside unit, but the the unit up in the attic, you know, that's where the air goes through and it gets cooled. And when you first turn the air on, when the blower first kicks off, yes, it's going to throw a puff of slightly warm air. Mm-hmm. But it it's gonna be just a puff, and then it's the cold air coming through. So it really, you would never ever save enough on the energy bill to justify the cost of that insulation. Uh, I gotcha. Okay. If if you want to, you know, uh, make the house more energy efficient uh, and the attic a little cooler, take a look at a radiant barrier. It's going to be a heck of a lot less expensive. Going to do the same okay. effect for you. And uh, typically pays back in a matter of months, not years. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks Okie doke. Thank you. And it's not that foam insulation doesn't work. And, you know, a lot of people think I don't like foam. I, I think foam insulation is great used in the right application. But if it can't pay for itself ever, it's not something I would recommend doing. And please remember... If you put an R49 foam insulation in versus an R49 fiberglass insulation, they're both R49. It's not going to do you any different. It's not going to save you a nickel at that rate. When we left, I was talking with Richard in Copperfield about a patio. And Richard, you said when they poured the new patio around the old patio, you got water that comes back. Is it going all the way back to the house or just to the outside edge of the old patio well when i'm watering the yard it comes to the edge but there's i haven't had gutters put on the back of the house yet because i'm debating whether or not to put a patio cover on but okay when it rains obviously the water pools and gradually runs off so i think the slope's okay good but it just doesn't it's not very attractive the way yeah. it's laid out yeah if if it's strictly an aesthetics reason take it out, put in new. It, it's, uh, you know, it's costly, but probably not as bad as you think. One thing you may want to look at, when you come out your back door, do you step down on the patio or is it pretty flat? No, you step down uh, maybe three inches, four okay. inches. That is enough that you could literally cap that patio without having to take the old concrete out. Well, that would uh, still be my next question. Could I cap it? <laughs> yep, yeah, because two inches is the minimum. If you're going to cap okay. it, so if you got three inches plus, you got plenty to cap it. Uh, for reinforcing, if you do put a cap on, I would look at the fiber reinforcing, mm-hmm. and uh, they they just mix that into the concrete. It it'll make the new patio a little hairy, but that wears off after a little while. Okay. Well, thank you okay. very much. You bet. Take care.
Thanks for listening to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast. Now, I would love your help. If you enjoy listening to Texas Home Improvement anytime you want, please take a moment to rate and review this podcast. Help us reach more people and grow the show in Texas and beyond. Please visit iTunes or wherever you listen and leave us a review. Amy, welcome to KTRH. Hello. Hello. I'm calling. I have um, three rooms that are very warm when the AC is on. I've closed some of the vents, but it still seems to be warm. Any other suggestions? The three rooms that are warm, have they always been that way? I want to say yes. I They're, they're the bedrooms, so I don't pay particular attention sometimes. Okay. Um, but I guess I'm noticing it more now, maybe because it's hotter outside. Right. You know, if it's not the bedroom you're sleeping in, it's not a problem. <laughs> That's what the fans are for. <laughs> yeah. Um, truthfully, you pr- you got two things you can take a look at. One is to have the air conditioning system balanced, which means they come in and put dampers into the ductwork. First, they're going to make sure that you got the right size ductwork going to those rooms. But two, they can put dampers in to choke it off from other areas and put more air into the bedrooms, balancing out the temperature throughout the house. But the, the second item that you can actually take a look at is what we were just talking about with the radiant barriers. Right. A, a lot of times, because you, you mentioned a key thing there, it's worse now because we've been so hot. Right. That kind of lends more towards putting in the radiant barrier which will help with the heat that's going into the room and it's more than likely in the end going to be a combination of the two and honestly radiant barriers are not that expensive especially if you want to try to do it yourself or you know have somebody do it but uh go go to my site like i was saying a minute ago thipro.com Click on that link to DFW Radiant Barrier and Insulation. If you give them a call, uh, they can go over all the different types of radiant barriers. But what you're going to be looking for is a multi-layer system that can lay on the attic floor because that's where the majority of the heat comes from. And okay. I, that's, that in itself would help a lot. Perfect. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Mark, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Uh, yes, hello. Thank you for taking the call. I just wanted to ask uh, really quick, because uh, I just moved into a new house and I've been, you know, it's my first home that I've owned and I'm just kind of going through different things. But um, I've wanted to look into the filtration, the air filtration, because I, I, I've always been a stickler for that. And I want to make sure it's like top quality. And I did a little research and I found that media air filters uh, seem to be the, I guess, the best to filter the most. But I just wanted to know because it's an older house and maybe an older system. I just wanted to know how I would know if my system can even sustain something like that or it can. how that works. I don't, I don't even have to look at the system, and, and I can tell you it can, uh, simply because the system has to have a filter on it of some kind, mm-hmm. and a media filter is just a type of filtration system. Uh, I have a media filter in my house, and uh, I, I'll tell you... We, in fact, we had a talk about this on the show last weekend that a lot of people who have allergies and stuff, they're always looking for ways to help with that. Well, media filters really do a great job of it. 
And so, yes, definitely you can put one in. All it's going to do is eliminate that one-inch filter that you always have. Now you'll have a four, five, six-inch thick media filter, which means you only have to change it every four, five, or six months, depending on on the size of the filter. For every one-inch thickness of filter, that's a month worth of filtration. Oh, wow. Okay. And that, yeah, thank you. That was my next question. If if I do that, then I don't have to have the one-inch. So, I mean, if, if I were to buy maybe like a, a two- or three-inch regular filter, would that get the same results as a media filter, or do I have to get a media to get the results a media would do? Any, anything over a, over a one-inch thick filter is going to be a media filter. Oh, I see. Okay, well that's cool. I mean, as far as the installation goes, I, I would imagine I have to get a, a company out there, or unless yes. I can get someone to. Okay, I see. Yeah, it, it, it's right. not a it's not a do-it-yourself installation. It it is something that you'd want to have an AC technician do. Ah, I got you. Well, that that works. I mean, like I said, I just those seem to be the top quality, and that's my goal: top quality. So. Yep. Uh, how how old, you, you mentioned your system's old. How old is it? Well. My family owns the house. Really, it's uh, it was built in the late '70s, and I think they replaced the air system in the mid 2000s. If I'm not okay. mistaken, okay. That's not. That's definitely not an old system. Then you're you're fine. Oh. All right. Well, that works. Well, I'll look into it, and uh, you know, it's, okay. it's good to know. I was thinking I had to have a newer system or something, but I mean, nah. if it's good. It's good. Yep. You'll be you'll be just fine with it. This one actually just came in while we've been sitting here talking. I mean, just a second ago. And it's from Keith. What kind of contract do I need for plumbing blue poly water supply from street valve is leaking? You need a plumber. And unfortunately, if you call one today, you're going to pay premium prices uh, because that's what happens when you got to have them out on a holiday weekend nothing ever happens when it's easy to 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 get it taken care of but i'm going to give you a tip that you maybe can use to get you through the weekend instead of hiring a uh, high-priced plumber to come out and do a, a new line or a permanent fix dig up the line where the leak is and you should be able to see where the leak is because the water is going to be bubbling up shut the water off dig it up clean the pipe so that you can see what size it is because it's more than likely going to be a three-quarter or a one-inch pipe. Go up to one of the box stores and get a shark bite. Now, shark bites work great, but they're not made to be put underground as a permanent fix. But since you mentioned this is a blue poly pipe, you can get a shark bite for that. Cut it, splice it together, get rid of that leak for the weekend, and then when it's cheaper to have the plumbers come out and do a permanent fix, which will be Tuesday you can get your plumbing fixed that way and save yourself a ton of money. Roger in Frisco, how are you? Hey, fantastic. How are you? Doing great. Hey, we have a a three-and-a-half bathroom house that has two water heaters, and the house is about 10 years old. And is there any issue if we consolidate it down to one water heater instead of two and any things I should look out for if I do that? Are, Are the water heaters all by each other? Uh, they're right by each other in the attic. Okay. The, the only reason they've done that then is because the number of fixtures you have exceeds what is normally the capacity of one tank-type water heater. Okay. And so what you're going to do is you're going to eat up your hot water supply faster if you got 
multiple people doing different things in the yeah, house. Yeah, there's only three of us left in the house. Um, the kids are getting older, so that was another reason to just having this yep. pot all the time to consolidate down. I don't think you'd have an issue if there's only three of you in the house. Now, okay, if, if you want to consider another option, though, take a look at going tankless. And I okay. say that because you could still have the, the unlimited uh, hot water supply, but because you have two tanks right next to each other, are they electric or, or gas? Gas. You probably have the right size gas supply, so it'd be inexpensive. It'll be cheaper to replace with a gas tankless water heater than to replace two tank gas water heaters. And then, you you know, if you ever sell a house or something, you've still got all the, the proper water supplies and everything. Okay. 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 I will look, I'll look into it. I appreciate the help. You bet. Take care. Uh, thanks a lot. And, and for me, if I'm looking at a tankless water heater, gas, take a look at the Navion system. Those things are great. And it will produce enough water to replace two tank water heaters. But the best part... They are 98% efficient. They vent using a PVC pipe instead of double wall stainless steel like a lot of tankless water heaters because it's so efficient with the heat, it's not venting at all outside. Uh, they really do work well. About a month ago, I noticed a small crack in kitchen tile. Now the crack has spread further into other tiles and is now about three feet long. But due to the grout it isn't one continuous crack i've been watering the foundation and the gaps outside between the dirt and the foundation are in some spots a half to three quarters of an inch but it's been worse in previous years the kitchen is in the middle of the house and i'm afraid it's a foundation issue does that mean that the slab is cracking under the tile in the kitchen is there a chance it could be due to a leak under the house from plumbing in the kitchen or someplace else. Thanks for your thoughts. This is Tom. Well, Tom, you are 100% right. Given what you just described to me, it's in the middle of the house, the cracks are opening and spreading, and you're already watering the foundation. If you only have a half to a three-quarter inch gap, yes, your soil is drying out and shrinking away, but cracks in the middle of the house that way is an indication that that area may be heaving up just a little bit because normally from just regular foundation movement the floors don't crack you see the cracks in the sheetrock you see it in the brick veneer doors go out of alignment but the the tile floors typically take it fairly well without cracking now all concrete cracks by nature so even if you see a crack in your concrete don't don't get overly concerned that's what the steel is for in concrete, is to hold it together when it cracks. And so, uh, to answer your question, could there be a crack underneath the, the tile crack? Absolutely. I would not lose any sleep over that, though. However, I think you're probably right on when you're saying, could it be a water leak? Very much so, I think it could be a water leak to the point where I would advise you, let's get it taken, uh, take a look at it. It could be on a water supply side, but a lot of people forget it can be on the drain side as well. The fact that it's in the kitchen means you got a lot of water there. And probably your laundry room's not too far from it as well. 
And so the washing machine and the dishwasher both discharge under pressure. So let's do a static test on the uh, sanitary lines to see if there's any leaks in there. And a static test is nothing more than they put a test ball down into the pipe, blow it up to block water from going through, and fill the whole system with water and see if it holds. If it holds, you don't got a leak. If, it, if there's a leak, the water level drops. It's that simple. But also we can check the water supply line, the potable water line, to see you know if that pressure is holding as well. Uh, th that is something that Due West Plumbing can do for you if you want to give us a call at 972-406-0912. We can check for leaks and check the foundation both for you. Uh, but from what you're describing, I'm betting it's going to be a leak. And you'll want to get that taken care of because the longer that leak goes, the worse the problem can get. It'll continue to heave, and then at some point, when the soils get so saturated with water, they lose all integrity, it turns to mush, and that's when it'll start dropping. So hopefully that'll help you out. Go to Capel and Frank. Yeah, nice taking the call. Uh, enjoy your show. Uh, my question, you brought up the point of the tankless water heater. Um, yeah. Uh, I always heard, or I was under the impression that it was not worthwhile to replace the tankless with the tank. But with your previous call, you just mentioned that, uh, you know, I have a gas one uh, as it is. So I guess probably have everything up there that I would need. Uh, my problem is, uh, like, for instance, the tank right now is as far as possible from our bathroom as it could be. And so we have one of those circular systems that's more or less to keep the water warm or you don't have to wait for five minutes for hot right. water. Right. Yeah. Is there anything like that that would work with a tankless heater? And Absol am I correct in, or am I wrong in assuming that uh, it is not cost-effective to replace uh, a tank with a tankless in an established house already? Well, it depends on the house. And, and the reason I brought it up on his was he has two water heaters side-by-side, side, which means he's got a larger gas supply going to it. Because a tank-type water heater uses typically a 3-8 supply line. But when it's coming to two of them, he's probably got a three-quarter inch line coming over there, and then it splits off to the two three-eighths lines going to each water heater. A tankless water heater typically requires a three-quarter inch supply line. Some of them now are being built that only require a half-inch supply line. And so it is becoming more and more where you can retrofit them. You just have to look at each individual case to see if it can be. But... Uh, it uh, typically on a gas one, it really depends on what size the lines are that are available. Uh, as far as that recirculating system, you know that that one I mentioned, that Navion system. It actually has an option to have a built-in recirculating system included in with the water heater itself. Okay, that's good to know. Okay, well, thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate. I have to check into that. Uh, and so, yes, if if you are building new construction, I always recommend take a look at a tankless water heater. In retrofitting, if it's gas, that's your biggest hurdle is if you're close to where the gas supply lines are and you've got a three-quarter or larger line available, hey, it's easy to make the change over. But if you got to replummet, redoing gas lines to get over to something can be very costly. That's where I say it's not cost-effective then to make that switch over. 
electric water heaters are the same situation. Your tank-type electric water heater doesn't need as much power as a tankless does because the whole theory on, on tankless water heaters is when they're on, they're using energy, but when they're off, they're not using any energy at all. And so overall, they use much less energy, and you have a continuous supply of hot water. Well, on an electric tankless water heater, you have to have three 220 breakers available. That's a lot of power. And so for most people, it becomes expensive. I will tell you, I did switch my house from tank to tankless, and I'm all electric. But my breaker panel was very close. It was easy to, to have the wires run, so it didn't cost that much. And, and honestly, I installed the water heater myself. You know, I want to touch back on one item that we talked about a little while ago when I was talking with Larry. Uh, we started talking a, a little bit about not being enough people in, in, the, uh, in the labor force, really. And here's the deal. Most contractors are willing to train people to be AC con, uh, technicians, plumbers, and, and all that stuff. There, there's set levels that you start at and you work your way up. The problem with most young people, honestly, they don't keep their nose clean. You don't have to go to college to have a great paying job, but you do need to get a driver's license. It amazes me how many guys come in and I shouldn't say guys, how many people, females as well, come in, they're 23 years old and never had a driver's license. Get your kids a driver's license. They need it to excel in life. It's part of going out and getting a job. Keep them off of drugs. You will never be able to hold a great job if you're using drugs. And most employers who are going to hire people in a great paying position are going to require drug testing at some point. Plumbers, AC technicians, electricians, a lot of these jobs are paying six, six figures. But you got to keep clean to do it. So if you've got someone who's young, and it doesn't have to be a male, male or female, that is looking for a career, something that they can build upon, why not offer them the ability to be in the trades. And, you know, a person can start as an apprentice, work their way up, and eventually they can buy a business or start their own business. And they don't have to be out there, you know, working in the heat all the time and stuff. And, and in the trades, there, there are several different things. If you don't want to be up in an attic all the time, don't do air conditioning. That, that's not the right job for you. But you could take a look at electrical. Yes, you'll be up in an attic once in a while, but not all the time. You could take a look at plumbing. In Houston, they're up in the attic quite a bit as a plumber. In Dallas, not so much. There's several different things you can get into. Uh, foundation repair. You know, the, the businesses I'm into, foundation repair, plumbing, air conditioning. I'm always looking for people. And, you know, the, the uh, cleaner cut, well-behaved, people with driver's license, they go for a premium. So if you got somebody who's young looking for a career, you may want to talk to them about it.
You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com. 